What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Bruce. This is episode number 351 of the podcast. Today, my guest is Rick from Oakcraft Pizza. And we're talking about how he transitioned from owning and operating a Dunkin' Donuts franchise or franchises to starting a quick service style pizzeria. He's opened his first location a year and a half ago. He's already opening his second one. We talk about that transition, how he's bringing his employees over, the systems he's brought over from Dunkin' Donuts, all that good stuff. This is a really good episode. I enjoyed talking to Rick. And I mean, listen, I enjoy talking to all my guests on the podcast, but this one I enjoyed a lot. I think you're going to get a lot out of this one. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. And I do have to say thank you to our friends over at MailShark. If you go to themailshark.com forward slash SPM, you can sign up for their programs. And they do a great job of working with pizzerias like yourself to acquire and retain more customers. And they do that with weekly direct mail. And they have systems set up because they've worked with so many different pizzerias over the course of their time doing this that they have systems set up that they know exactly what works and they can set you up with the exact plan of what you can do to get more customers and at an affordable price. And they help you pay over time. So you don't have to pay all upfront. You pay when those mailers go out weekly. You get to choose what you want to do, when you want to send it, and who you want to send it to. And they're going to help you create the perfect program that fits your budget and your needs as a business. Again, go to themailshark.com forward slash SPM to talk to somebody and get started today. Go say hello to them and let them know you heard them on the smart or heard of them on the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. Also, SPM Pro is now open. Smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash pro is our program that's going to help you get smarter about marketing. Smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash pro. If you want to go there and access some additional business resources to help you get smarter about what's coming for Instagram and TikTok and Facebook and should you be on YouTube shorts and how do you do that? There's no nothing fancy about it. All it is is real tactical information. If you're the type of person who needs some help, needs a push, but also wants to do it yourself, you just don't really know what to do or when you should do it, you need to join SPM Pro. It's a community of folks just like myself with myself that helps you do all the things you know you need to do and gives you a little bit of push to do it. You get access to our private community, monthly calls with me. Uh, You get access to all of our courses that we've done and I'm adding them all the time. You get access to all of our past archived calls that we've done on this. If you want to join, go to smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash pro. I guarantee you'll pay for the first one in the first phone call. Guaranteed. All right, let's get into today's podcast with Rick from Oakcraft Pizza. Here we go. Welcome back to the podcast. Rick from Oakcraft Pizza is joining me on the show. Rick, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Yeah, thanks, Bruce. Looking forward to it. I know it's a cold, wintry day here in New England, and we're both here, so uh, thanks. I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, before we get into our conversation today, give everybody a little background about yourself. Like, what do you do? Where do you do it? And how do you do it? Yeah, so uh, I'm the owner of Oakcraft Pizza. Uh, our first location right now, we only have the one, uh, is in Nashua, New Hampshire. And uh, we're currently working on finalizing our second location. That's where I'm actually sitting right now in Salem, New Hampshire. So um, yeah, we're basically a build your own walk down the line Chipotle style pizza spot. Uh, we're hoping to bring a little bit of quality and class to that kind of um, setup and uh, been excited to do it since uh, about a year and a half ago. Is that when you started a year and a half ago? That's when we opened. Yeah, September 2021 is when we opened uh, the doors in Nashua. So it's going pretty good then if you're already looking at or working on opening your second one. 
Yeah, so far so good. No complaints. Um, you know, just been uh, fun to kind of do something new. It is a little bit out of my. Uh, I, I started in, in the same industry, but doing something different for a long time. So it was cool to kind of get into the pizza game. What's your background? Like, what did you do before? Yeah, so my family growing up, um, they owned a few Dunkin' Donuts locations, actually. Okay. And uh, obviously in the Northeast, Bruce, you'll know that uh, growing in that business is tough. So yeah. we had four locations in Nashua. And uh, my dad kind of got to a point where he was ready to retire. And he looked at me and said, you know, is this something that you want to continue to do or do you want to kind of take a different route? And um, I spoke with my wife and we kind of decided the best kind of way to move forward was to let my dad have the retirement he deserved after working for so many years and then uh, try something of our own that we had kind of been playing around with the idea of anyway. So it, it all kind of worked out. Yep. Yeah, Dunkin' Donuts is busy, but it's hard, right? Because there's a lot of them and it's like, you're really working on volume because the average ticket's probably really small. Yeah, that that was like the hardest part, honestly. Like you, you, you know, you, how many three dollar cups of coffee can you sell, right? <laughs> right, right. So it's like constant, constant. You know, get your drive-throughs rocking and those things. But um, and then the hours were crazy because we were open from you know at the time. I think since COVID, things have kind of gotten a little easier on some of the franchisees. But 4 a.m. to 11 p.m. Um, you know and it's basically 24 hours at that point because you yeah. just don't know who's coming and going. So. <laughs> and it's probably, it's, is it different too for you? Because what you're doing now is your own thing, right? It's not a franchise. Yeah. That was the biggest thing for me to kind of branch off was like, I've always in my mind and in my heart wanted my own business. So yeah, this is not a franchise right now. Um, it may be down the line, um, but we were really like excited to, kind of try our own thing and, and, and get away from the that, that franchise piece that had a lot of benefits, but also just some of it were a little tough. Yeah, but well, if you do franchise, it's going to be your franchise. So you'll have control over it. Right. You know, that's what I was thinking. Right. About. And I think honestly, even just like, sorry, even oh, okay. just like coming from the background of being a franchisee, knowing some pain points yeah. are very helpful because um, there, there definitely were pain points. It's tough too, because you look at Dunkin' Donuts and you're like, wow, they have such good brand recognition and everybody in the New England area knows Dunkin' Donuts. So you think to yourself, ah, how much marketing do I really have to do? On the other hand, you probably can't do any of your own marketing. You probably have to do everything that they want you to do, right? Yeah, for the most part, I mean, we did, we did some of our own, but I mean, all of it has to be 100% approved. And also yeah. just like, there's so many little I's to dot and T's to cross. And um, I have nothing against Dunkin' Donuts, by the way. I still have a ton of family that are in the business and they, you know, love it. And they've, you know, it's obviously offered me the opportunity to do this now. So, um, but at the same time, it, it was definitely the right move for me to do my own thing. No, I like it too. Look, I got my, I got my Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee over here. So I, I'm with <laughs> you. I you like do. it. I was just kind of making, making the contrast of working for a company like Dunkin' Donuts. Because if you are slow, you probably, like you said, have to get approval for things versus now you're on your own. And everything's, you know, it's good and it's got its pros and cons, I'm sure, too, being on your own. Like, everything is under your control, but also everything is your fault and on your shoulders. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you, you kind of do take for granted some of the, uh, like, running the social media accounts yeah. and doing all that stuff. I mean, you know, the emails, I send out emails daily for, you know, promotions and different things. And it's like, okay, yeah, no, I, I see why, why there's value in that, so... They the differences or some of the things that you've brought over from working at Dunkin Donuts in a corporate environment that, you know, someone who's goes out on their own, that's probably a great benefit for you because you've had that experience. Whereas someone who opens their own pizzeria without that, 
has to kind of figure everything out on their own. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just just like simply the kind of set up and standard, like just swapping out basically coffee for pizza is basically what I'm doing by walking down the line and figuring it out, right? But then also uh, just from a repeatable and kind of like uh, an idea of like how to make it simple and, you know, keep it simple, um, not overdoing my menu. So we just have pizza and then we have a few simple appetizers and then like whoopie pies as a snack or uh, what do they call them? Moon pies yeah. around the country or whatever it is. Um, so it's a real so, small you know, do, basic menu. Yeah. Very simple. No fried foods or anything on there. Um, and we just kind of, uh, roll with that. So yeah, it definitely helps. So people come in, what kind of, what style of pizza is it? So it's a New York style. A lot of people love to tell me, oh, it's Neapolitan style. It's, a, it's not remotely Neapolitan style. So uh, it's a New York style pizza, thin crust. Um, we've aligned ourselves pretty well with the Fiero group. So oh, yeah. um, I know that you guys talk about them a lot on, yeah. on the show. And, um, you know, so we have one of their uh, twister ovens in here. So it's a rotating oven. Uh, you know, we crank that guy up pretty high, you know, almost 700 degrees and we get it to, um, cook the pizzas in about three minutes roughly. So, um, yeah, and they're all one size, individual size, well, generous individual size are about 12 inches. So they're kind of big for an individual, but at the same time, uh, somebody like myself will eat one, maybe, uh, yeah, me too. you know, mom and a kid could share one, something like that. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. And it's, it's, uh, just one size. Yeah, we just keep it to one size for now. I mean, if, if something down the line, you know, screams our name and says, hey, you know, let's get bigger, then we would. But um, honestly, I just think for the sake of how easy it is to do, and um, I think there's versatility in the 12-inch size because, like I'm saying, you know, there, there can be, a, a, a you know, an individual who eats it, but you could also share it. You know, we have a lot of people who do decide to share it as well. So yeah. uh, I think it's a good spot for us. Do you do any delivery or is it mostly just dine-in and takeout? Yeah, we uh, we use like the third party. So we have DoorDash who like will come in and pick up orders for us straight off our website if somebody orders online uh, through us. And then we also do Uber, Grubhub, and, and DoorDash. But uh, I'll be honest, I, I hike up the prices quite a bit because <laughs> I'm just going to do that. You know, it just yeah. is what it is. I mean, listen, if someone wants to get it delivered, they really got to want to get it delivered, right? Exactly. I mean, I know my kids and their friends, sometimes we'll get stuff delivered and I'm like, why would you do that? Why would you pay that much for that <laughs> item? And they're like, it's a different, like, honestly, even like you, you to your kids, like it's a totally different mindset around, yeah. you know, delivery and stuff. I mean, I have a, I have three little ones at home and they're, they're not old enough yet, but they're going to grow up in a world where it's so normal. Whereas like getting a cup of coffee delivered, for instance, was impossible <laughs> right. when we were growing up, you know? So it's a crazy Crazy times. I like it too. I was just checking out your menu and your website is oakcraftpizza.com. And I was just checking out your menu and it's really simple. And I, I always say, I've always said that if I ever opened a pizzeria, which I don't think I will, but if I ever was to, <laughs> I would do very, very simple menu. I would do a couple different things really, really well. Kind of like what you're doing. Um, and that's all I would do because I, there's certain things that I like making and there's certain things that I don't and I never want to make. And, why add those things to your menu? You're better off doing what you're doing, which is like have a small menu and be like the best at it and have a real specific audience of who you're trying to cater to and try to just dominate that niche versus just trying to please everybody with everything. Yeah, it's really hard. I mean, it's obviously a tough decision because you talk to people and they're like, oh, you know, the margins on French fries are really good. And, you know, you start getting down like a rabbit hole almost. But for us, we agree with that. You know, we just want good quality. We want it 
to be as simple as possible. Um, even so far as like when we run promotions, for instance, for like Pie Day or National Pizza Day or anything like that, um, the promotions are based off of our signature pizzas. So we encourage people to walk in and build your own and go nuts and have a blast. And we want that to be part of our niche where people feel comfortable doing that and love the theater of it as well. Yeah. Um, but when push comes to shove and we're going to be really busy and we know we're going to be cranking, um, we also need to simplify it for our employees and our team um, to, to make sure that the quality remains versus yeah. it just getting chaotic. You're, you're better off doing it your way too because it's it's always easy to add something onto your menu or maybe have a special item that you have for a week or two and do it that way. Like if, you'd really, if, people, if you really want to do French fries, do like a special weekend of French fries if that's what you want to do. But when you have it on your menu, and we made this, I made this mistake. We had a pizzeria and we started a second pizzeria. And the second pizzeria was the same exact menu as the first one. We shouldn't have done that because we opened. And it was a nightmare to train everybody on every item that. It took us years to train people on that first location. In the second location, everybody was new. It was just so hard to train right. everybody to create every item equally to beginning. You, you better off doing what you're doing, which is, all right, I'm going to start with these items. And if I want to add something on later, I can definitely do that. But it's hard to take something off once you've started with it on there. Yeah, go. I mean, going back honestly to Dunkin' Donuts, like that was such a difficult part of running the business. I mean, we would get a, somebody like me. I did it since I was 14 years old. You could add four items tomorrow, and it's not going to phase me. Right. But every time we brought somebody else new in, it was like, okay, here's 150 things that you got to figure out. And if they want almond milk or skim milk or whole <laughs> milk or cream, yeah. and you know, God bless you, good luck. Here's your, you know, three days of training, and after the second day, they're like, there's no. I won't even be a customer anymore. I'm going back to that place, right. you know? So, um, yeah, that was a, a huge takeaway for me too, from, from my previous experience. It's probably easier to train your staff too, right? Cause they only have to worry about a couple of things. Like you just said. Yeah. Once like, honestly, we even, um, going back to the Fero group. So we actually just ordered and I'm going to be getting by the end of the week, um, the opera prima. Oh yeah. That um, machine's amazing, isn't it? It's unbelievable. I went down and tested it out at the, uh, test kitchen and, um, it's great. We have, you know, so once, you know, okay, so that works out. Now I got to teach them how to sauce cheese and top a pizza. And then, you know, honestly, that isn't that difficult. No, that's and the easiest then, part of the whole. Right. Yeah, a pizza. exactly. So exactly. I mean, and we've all been eating pizza since we we're kids. So it's like, it, it really isn't brain surgery. And then, you know, then they just throw it in the oven. And then I do have, you know, there's a little technical stuff that goes with work in the oven and yeah, making definitely. sure it's cooked right. But um, at the same time, I mean, even that, it's a rotating oven. So we try to make that as easy as possible. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's it makes my life so much easier to, to simplify. It. It's like the dough is the most important part. And then, yep. you know, stretching it out. And I mean, honestly, I'm probably going to get some emails about this. But honestly, like you could be the worst person in the history of pizza putting sauce and cheese on a pizza. As long as the dough is good and it's stretched out properly, it's not going to really make a difference. I always like, we always work on getting the stretching right and all that stuff. And that's why I'm bringing in, you know, some, some better equipment, but um, I couldn't agree more. Like get the right portions on there yeah. and the dough is good and cooked right. You're not gonna really have too many issues usually. yeah I, that machine's great i saw that machine too and i had peter on the podcast and i don't want to make this a whole yep. fiero podcast but no they're a good no, friend, I, of, they're a good friend of the show anyway so it doesn't yep. really matter but i saw that machine in action when i went down to the florida show and i first thought because i've worked with those kinds of machines before 
But I always worked with ones that were either, you know, like sheeters or pressers where you'd have to spray some stuff on there and it would heat up and press the dough out. It was always awful to work with. Like the Mm -hmm. end product was okay. It did the job stretching it out, but it was a nightmare to work with. And when they said that this one doesn't use any, any spray and it doesn't use really any flour and it kind of stretches the dough out, I was like, how the hell does it do that? But it does a great job Mm -hmm. at it. Yeah, it's awesome. I I can't wait to get it in here because we have a dough press at our other store. Um, and I have nothing against it, but the ease of use just isn't there. Yeah. So I'm hoping that, you know, it, it can change our lives quite a bit here. I know. We'll have to do a. I would love to see it. I know I've had Peter on the podcast, and I've seen it work at the shows, but I've never seen it work yet because it's new in a pizzeria right. under stressful circumstances. But, I mean, the best thing about that thing is it's like it's not going to complain about how many pizzas it's got to make in an hour. Absolutely. It keeps going. Yeah, it just sits there. As long as it's maintained, you're good to go with that (laughs) thing. I I wish I had those back in the day when I was operating because it would have been, like, that was the toughest job to train and find somebody. And it was always, like, the pizza shop person who can make a really good pizza is always the most difficult to work with. It's like like the drama queen of the pizza shop. Of course. It's it's like, uh, you know, again, not to pick on anyone, but chefs. Every time you meet a chef, it's like, okay, yeah, all right. I get it. Right? Uh, yeah. Uh, so that's great. So when are you opening the second location? Like, when is it planned to open? Yeah, so we're hoping it'll be in March. I just got a little bit of bad news with the venting on the oven, so I got to figure that all out. But, um, yeah, we're hoping in March, uh, middle of March, but we'll see once everything kind of clear, clears up. How far is it? I know for the people listening, I mean, I kind of know how far it is apart, but how far are the two locations apart from each other? Yeah, so they're about 35, 40 minutes, so it's a it's a little bit of a, of a, of a trek. And why did you pick that location for your next one? I mean, they're just building up so much in this spot, so there's a whole new, like, Tuscan Village area, which you may, you know, be familiar with the oh, Tuscan yeah. brand, which, um, so they, they're building out, like, crazy here, and it was almost like a slam dunk, like, I can't not take it. Um, and it was an area that I wanted to build up to. Um, it was probably in my mind where I wanted my third spot to be, not my second. But when the opportunity came up, I was like, yes, absolutely, 100%. Let's make it work. Yeah. So. And are you taking staff from your first restaurant, or is it all new? So I have a couple that will come over, um, but it's going to be a lot of new. So that's uh, a challenge in its own right. Do you work the stores yourself, or are you more of the like the organizer and then just kind of hands off? Yeah, no, I'm I'm here working, you know, right alongside everyone. So um, it'll be interesting. I mean, I have a great crew in my current store. So the team there is awesome. We have management there and everything. So, um, you know, it's been a year and a half to build that up and kind of get it where we want it. And I feel very comfortable and confident in that group. Um, and now got to try to create the same thing here. Yeah, it's hard, right? Because you want to expand. But how do you how do you know when that how do you know that that store or the crew is ready for you to kind of open a second location? Like, what did you look for? Yeah. Um, so some of these people I kind of knew ahead of time and honestly, I just, uh, just threw Dunkin' Donuts to be honest. And then, um, some of, you know, basically for me, it was just like training, training, training. And then like, okay, on a Monday night, I won't come in. Let's see what happens. Yeah. You know, on, and then on a Wednesday, let's not come in and see what happens. Um, I don't know that I've actually done that on a Friday yet. So <laughs> we'll really see what happens. But um, yeah, I mean, it's just kind of like give people, you know, you, you got to give people some responsibility and some, 
kind of leeway or else they're always going to not know how to do it. So I just felt like I, I wanted to, to give people the opportunity and they've, you know, shown that they're in some cases they're better than me at it. That's you know? great. That's good because you have to eventually, even if they're, even if you know that it's not going to be, if you were there, it would be a hundred percent, let's say. And if say you're going to take the day off, it's only going to be 85 or 90%. And you know that ahead of time, you got to let them do it because they're never going to be able right. to get to that hundred percent. If you don't let them, fuck up a few times and make mistakes and figure it out themselves. Right. Yeah. And we all, all kind of have some amazing people in our restaurants and sometimes we, sometimes we limit them and sometimes they limit themselves, you know, so yeah. maybe those aren't the amazing people I'm talking about, but you know, um, it's, it's kind of cool to watch their development too. And, you know, see who is the one who wants to develop because sometimes it's not the person who you think and you might offer them something that, they say, oh, no, that's not really for me or whatever. And somebody's right behind them who's, like, ready for it and takes on, you know, a huge job. And it's it's really cool and rewarding for both sides. It's it's probably rewarding for them, too, seeing you open a second location relatively quickly from your first one and say, all right, you know what? This guy got a little bit of a proven track record, and he's already opening a second location. And if I stick with the company, I'm sure there's opportunities there for people who work with you to kind of grow with you. That's the hope. That's the goal. I mean, honestly, one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to get into this business was to try to create something for other people. I mean, I have friends who, you know, went to college and got their marketing degree and they're stuck working some sales job that they hate or whatever. And it's like, you know, I, that's not me. I mean, I can't sit behind a desk and try to figure that whole world out. I mean, I will lose my mind. I got all the education in the world, but I, I want to use it this way, not that way. Um, and when I was like looking at starting and opening, I'm like, you know, certain people and certain friends of mine or certain acquaintances over the years come to mind. And I'm like, I would love to offer them a job someday because then, you know, we could create something for them that they've always wanted to do, but they haven't had the opportunity Yeah, because um, they're kind of stuck. You know? It's tough. Do you, like my kids are 21, 20 and 16 and um, they're them and their friend. Like no one really under nobody really knows what they want to do. They all feel like there's a path or like a certain thing that they should or have to do, but nobody really wants to do that or understands what they really want to do. There's so many people out there who probably want to open a pizzeria, but like you said, your friends did. Went to school, got an education in marketing, and they're like, damn, now I have this education. Like, I can't waste it. I got to go work at a marketing company that I hate instead of doing something I actually like doing. Yeah, and then half the time they're not even doing the actual marketing. They're like, you know, answering phone calls for somebody <laughs> who's doing the marketing. Right. It's like, well, I don't know if this was what we wanted to do, right? Um, obviously, that's a, you know, random uh, example, but it's like, yeah, you, you, you know, it is hard. I mean, I went to college and I, I went to Stonehill College in, in Easton, Mass, and um, I got my communications degree and I loved being at Stonehill and I all that, but. I mean, we're communicating right now, but that's about as far as that <laughs> went. I'm not working at ESPN or any of those, right? you know, thoughts I had in my head when I first went there. So, uh, yeah, it's, it is what it is. If you could go back in time, would you have done something different or did you think that that helped you? At the end of the day, I mean, I think it all kind of worked out. So I don't know what I would have done differently. Like, you know, part of me is like, oh, I wouldn't have gone to college at all because I, you know, feel like I wasted the money or yeah. something. And the truth is I got something out of it, whether it was just being a young and having fun and being independent, or if it was, you know, a ton of education. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know, but uh, I'm, I'm very happy with where I ended up. I also met my wife at Stonehill, so I go. have to, you know, 
So you'd have to say you got you got to say you got to do it the same way. I mean, now I'm stuck. Yeah, no. (laughs) Delete the last like 30 seconds. Yes, I wouldn't have done anything different. (laughs) That's amazing. I don't think we talked about this, but where did you learn how to make pizza? So I actually went down to um, Pizza School of New York. Okay. Uh, It's on on Staten Island. Um, So those guys helped me out a lot, to be honest with you. And they had like, I I had tested out so many different doughs and different things with an uni or um, a rock box or whatever and played around with so many different recipes in my own house and the oven, you know, everything. Um, And... You know, we kind of looked at like where are the places you could go, and I didn't want to go out to San Francisco. And I, you know, although I respected that, and that will, you know, looks like an opportunity. Yeah. Um, you know, and I kind of looked around, and uh, my wife was pregnant with our second baby, and I was like, I could do four nights in New York, and get a better idea of what I'm doing. So I went down there and, and worked um, at their pizza shop, and honestly, I just like took it in worked like just stayed all night as long as they had let me and then until they kicked me out and then uh, just made a ton of pizzas and uh, you know I learned a lot I've tweaked you know recipes and stuff to my own use and all that of course but uh, at the end of the day um, they helped me a lot explain to me what they do exactly because I've got a lot of emails from folks right and I know that there's Tony Gemignani school there's like pizza university there's the pizza New York pizza school Uh, I think Fiero may have some classes or something too that they offer there's so many of them out there and people always email me and they're like, should I take this class at this pizza university or should I go see Tony Gimiani and join his school? And I'm like, I don't know. I've never done it. I don't know what exactly they do. I mean, I'm sure you could, it would be great. I'm sure it's going to be great no matter which one you take. They're going to teach you the basics, but explain to me exactly like what you did when you went down there. Yeah. So basically I just went in. So it was like a Monday through Friday and, um, on Monday morning met with the, um, guys who were in charge there and honestly yeah. it's been five years and i'm not thinking of their names off the top of my that's head that's fine but we'll edit it um, later yeah so um i went in um monday morning they just start right on like the scientific side of it like the yeast and the you know everything the fermentation process and all of that um then we just started making dough making sauce you know um everything you know uh looked at brands of cheeses the benefits of using whole milk part skim milk um really just kind of like laid out like a total um if you did nothing else you could open a pizza shop tomorrow kind of you know for dummies um and then um went through their menu basically so even they have uh chicken parmesan if you want to you know learn some of the basics of some of that stuff and i kind of stepped away from that and said just i just want to do pizza but um you know breads pizzas everything so it was really beneficial to learn that side of it uh i had made not many times but at at some point in my life i had made and helped make donuts and stuff like that so a lot of process and some of the stuff was similar um but this was really beneficial for me to focus and you know my whole thing was if i'm gonna make pizza and i'm gonna bring it to new hampshire i'm gonna bring it to potentially massachusetts i'm gonna bring it to maine and you know this area uh, I want it to be really good, and I want it to be good New York style. So uh, I wanted it, and, and and I had thought of doing like Neapolitan style, but it doesn't always kind of make the transition to people's taste buds, no, you know. So I, I was a little nervous to to take that jump, uh, and it's so technical too that yeah. it's like, 
you know, how far do we want to go? So um, it just made a lot of sense for me personally to go down there and do that. And, um, you know, I just stayed till they'd kick me out every night, basically, <laughs> and start again at 9 a.m. the next day and do that for four or five So days. is it like a working it a pizzeria that you're working in? Yeah, I was working pizzeria. Yeah, so like on day one, I was already making pizzas that were going out the door. You that's, know, so that's genius. Like they have a pizzeria, and then they say they have a school, so they they get people to pay them to come in and work their pizzeria with them. That's genius, Bruce. I was paying them to make dough for them, to make sauce for them, for their pizza and then that make the selling. pizzas for them. Oh and instead of them paying me, you know, whatever, yeah. twenty bucks an hour, ten dollars an hour, genius. fifty bucks, whatever. That is genius. crazy. Those guys are geniuses. It was smart. <laughs> It was smart. Oh my god! I would. We got. Someone's got to do that. Like they got to do that. Every every pizzeria should have a pizza university or whatever in their pizzeria. Then just so they kind of get people to pay you, teach them the trade, and then they they work for you for free. It, it is kind of like a very intelligent business decision. I always tell people too when they email me about because they they always say I want to open a pizzeria. What should I do? And I'm always like, just go work for somebody for free. I mean, it's you're not gonna get. You know, no one's going to spill all their trade secrets to you if you say, I'm gonna wanna, I want to work for you for three weeks for free. But, you know, I mean, if you go in there and you say, hey, listen, I'm willing to work for free and I'll learn as I go, they'll teach you. They'll teach you stuff. I think we have, like, a really good community of people who are always willing to help. I yeah. mean, whether it's just – whether it's the pizza community or even just small businesses, like, nearby for me um, – we all help each other out, you know? So I don't think, I think, I think everybody's a little weary of somebody like off the street, like I'm going to open a pizzeria and you're like, Oh yeah, buddy, I've been doing this now and good luck, you know? Um, but at the same time, um, people are generally willing to help out. So it's hard. Opening pizzeria is hard. It's not easy to do, but it's not like, you know, people used to think we made a bazillion dollars running a pizzeria, but it's not like that now, like with credit cards and fees and, way minimum wages it's a lot harder to do today than it was 20 years ago yeah i'm sure it was hard then i mean it's not just pizza right i mean you're doing so much stuff administrative wise and you know figuring out are you you know taking care of everyone and everything and yeah it's 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 business you know i don't yeah. uh i enjoy it but at the same time there's definitely pain points and it comes with the territory you just got to know what you're getting yourself into you're opening a second location though so you got to like it a little bit no, I, I really genuinely like it, but you just got to know what you're getting yourself into. And you need a spouse who knows what they're getting themselves into, too, because without her, I think uh, I would probably lose my... I, 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 there's no way I could stay in the in this field doing this uh, if she wasn't super supportive. So. I uh, 100% agree. You, you know, if you're in this business, the restaurant business, you need a very supportive spouse because there's no set schedule. You know, even if... I always say the best days of my life operating the pizzeria were Christmas, Thanksgiving, Fourth of July. And yes, it was because those days are great, but it was because those days the shop was closed and I didn't give a shit what happened. You know, the place could burn down. Nobody's there. I don't care. We have insurance. Don't call me. I'll deal with it tomorrow. A hundred percent. You know, couldn't and, say it better. But you, those other, you know, 362 days a year, you're on call. Even if you're not there, someone could text you, someone could call you. As long as the shop's open, and sometimes even overnight if something happens, you always have to be aware. And you're, if your spouse is not comfortable with that, it's going to be a rough ride. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, I've got my daughter in to, you know, help me get the, you know, certain things aren't plugged in right or something's yeah. going on with the electrical panel and all that stuff. I mean, it is what it is, right? So, yeah, you definitely need the support of, of everyone around you. 
what is it? Family job. What is it that you've? So you've done this now. You've been in the pizza game for like only a couple of years, right? Yeah. So what would you give someone a piece of advice about what you've learned about pizza? That say they, you know what, Rick, I want to open my own pizzeria. What, what what kind of advice would you give them? Honestly, I would just say if that's something that you genuinely want to do. Um, I would go along. Honestly, some 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 ways along the lines of what you said, where it's like find out what it is. You know. Um, don't leave again that marketing job and say I'm going to open a pizzeria and yeah. I've never made a pizza before and I don't know what I'm getting myself into. But <laughs> focus yourself on good quality and know that you're in it and you're always in it even when you're not in it. And um, just buckle up and get started because so many people want to do it, want to do it, want to do it, never just do it. And um, that's just that's tough for me because it's like, come on, you you can do it. You, yeah, you just gotta do it. It's, it's life is too short, too, right? Like in the grand scheme right. of the world and the universe, we're on this planet for like eighty or ninety years. If you're lucky, if you're really lucky, you're gonna live to be eighty or ninety. Like, don't get to be sixty years old and be like, damn it, I wish I did that. Even if you fail, open yeah. a pizzeria and fail, at least you know you tried. You just know we're like regretting right. not trying at least. Um, but it's tough. What yeah, I mean, I'm 35, and sometimes I feel like I'm I'm getting too old. Like, you know, I'll be I'll work 70 hours in a week, and I'm like, oh god, I, I need yeah. a, you know, not even a massage will help. I need like a three day getaway. So, <laughs> um, yeah, don't wait too long. Just do it. Right? If you want to do it, do it. You know, see what happens. I look back at myself now, and I'm like, I I get up real early. And what's what are your hours? At the what are your hours at the pizza shop? Not your like what you work, but like what are you guys open? We're open like 11 to 9 or 11 to 10, and then on Sundays, 12 to 6. Okay, yeah. So we were open till like, sometimes on Friday and Saturday, we were open till midnight. And we'd open at mm -hmm. 11, and I'd have to be there, you know, 8 o'clock in the morning. And I look back at my 20s, and I was like, wow. I used to, I used to go to work at 8 o'clock in the morning on Friday, work till midnight, get home at like 1, and then go back on Saturday at 8 o'clock. And I'm like, I could never do that now. I'm like in my <laughs> 40s now. Like, I would die. I would rather die than do that. Like, I would... I would close the shop at eight o'clock because I just I'm too tired at ten o'clock now. It's funny. It's all what you get used to. I mean, you know, going back to kind of what I was doing before. If somebody said to me, "Hey, you got to get up at two thirty in the morning," I'd be like, I "I'm not going." So <laughs> yeah, right? find somebody else. That's <laughs> it crazy. ain't happening. Yeah, it's, it's it's insane. But you know, the things we put ourselves through to to kind of be successful or do what we want to do, right? Sometimes you get a sacrifice, I guess. But I'm exactly. glad I did it. But I would never want to do it again. Totally fair. Uh, Rick, this was a great conversation. Um, where can people go say hello to you if they have a question? Or maybe Rick's going to open up his own pizza university now that we talked about that. And you can go work at his shop and pay him money to learn and then make some pizzas for him. Yeah, well, if anybody wants to do that, you know, uh, um, you can find me on all the socials at uh, at Oak Craft Pizza. And then, um, yeah, our website is just oakcraftpizza.com, www.oakcraftpizza.com. And is the goal for you, you know, you're going to get to see how this second location goes and opens. And the goal for you is to open as many as you can or what's the plan? Yeah, I think, you know, our goal is honestly probably going to look like franchising um, probably in the sooner rather than further future. Um and help continue to grow the business and give other people an opportunity. You know, like I said, my goal is to try to get other people in to give them an opportunity to enjoy their careers. And if I can do that, then uh, I would love to do that. That's great. This was a great talk. I'll, I'll link up all your social Instagram. Is Instagram like the main platform for social that you guys use? Yeah, that's that's where I'm the most active for okay. sure. So oakcraftpizza.com at oakcraftpizza on Instagram. And again, we'll link all that up. Uh, in the show notes for this episode over at Smart Pizza Marketing. 
Rick.com. Rick, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. It was very much a pleasure talking to you. Bruce, thank you so much. I was looking forward to it for a while. I love the show. Thank you to Rick for joining me on the podcast. Thank you for listening. If you want to have a conversation with me, hit me up on Instagram, at Smart Pizza Marketing. If you want to join me for an episode of the podcast, you can go to our website, and there's a button there that says, be a guest on the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. Now, listen, I don't take every single person that applies because quite a few do, but tell me a little bit about yourself. If you have an interesting story, if you have a marketing tactic that we think will help other people, go there. It doesn't matter how many followers you have, how long you've been in business, what type of business you have. As long as it's a good story and I think people who listen will get something out of it, we'll have a conversation on the podcast. SmartPizzaMarketing.com. There's a little button there that says, be a guest. Just ask you a little bit of information about yourself and tell me your story. Make your pitch to be on the podcast. I love hearing from you, and I love talking to people on this podcast. So if you want to be a guest, or if you've ever wanted to be a guest in the podcast, now's your time. SmartPizzaMarketing.com is where we also keep all the show notes and everything that we've talked about on this podcast and everything, everything we've ever done. And I'm really doubling down on some blog posts over there. We just recently released one of the marketing plan for specifically for pizzerias. So if you want the ultimate marketing plan for pizzerias, head over to our website and just go read it. It's free. All you got to do is click on the blog post and you can see all of our ideas and exactly how to come up with the marketing plan, a strategy, and implement it all in one blog post. Again, thank you very much for tuning into the podcast. Very much appreciate it. And we'll see you back here next week.